Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino. Um, I just re-recorded this because I said, I, I, I started the recording and I said, it's your girl. So I had to immediately stop that and re-record. And, and I tried recording this prior and all you could hear was Stanley meowing. So I am recording this late. It is 11.07 p.m. on Sunday. I just got back from the road a little while ago, jumped in the shower, and I said, I got to record the potty. Now, I was planning on getting home way earlier, but I'm going to tell you guys the whole spiel about what happened, okay? But I just got back from the road. I was in Portsmouth, New Hampshire all weekend. It is such a cute little damn town. Okay, anywhere there's a town square, I want to be there. I want to go there. I want to, I want to, it's giving witch. It's giving witches. It's giving um, Gilmore Girls, Okay. And it was so adorable there in Portsmouth. Thank you to those of you that came out. Um, but my bestie, Ashley, uh, she was dropping her dogs off. She's putting them in like a training camp, right? Like she has, she hired a trainer and they're staying with the trainer for 21 days. Can you imagine being without your animals for 21 days? So she's super like sad about it, obviously. But that was in Maine. And she called me and she said, oh, you're going to be in New Hampshire. I'm going to be in Maine. And I said, well, how far away is that? Because girl, if you told me it was five hours away, I would believe you. Because I don't know anything about goddamn geography. And to me, Maine doesn't feel close to New Hampshire. She said, I'm 15 minutes away. I said, wow, come by. Because she drove all the way from New York. So I said, what about you come to the shows? I said, come on Saturday go to the shows. And then Sunday I'll take the ride home with you. I'll cancel my flight home because my girl is upset that she's not going to have her freaking dogs with her. Okay. So I was like, I'll take the ride home with you. Little did we know and riddle me this. It was about seven hours. It was about six, it was about six and a half, seven hours. So quite the day I would have been home at 10 AM otherwise, but it's okay. We had fun. I made my girly stop at savers. I said, I'll go with you under one condition. We're stopping at savers. And I want to go to a, a, this grocery store that I keep seeing called Market Basket because it reminds me of like an old school grocery store. And that it was, it was like walking into a goddamn time machine in that damn store. Okay. So I got home a little while ago. I'm drinking a, a, a canned wine that is just absolutely stunning and gorgeous. And no, this is not sponsored by this wine brand, but I, I gotta, I gotta pump it up. And you guys know, I know uh, you guys know, I love Trader Joe's. It's simpler brand wines, apple, it's called apple Italian wine cocktail, Frizzanti. Okay. I don't know that last word. It's F-R-I-Z-Z-A-N-T-E, apple wine cocktail Frizzanti. And it comes in a package of four at Trader Joe's. And I wish I, I wish I got seven packages of it. Cause it's literally like juice. It is so good. So I said, I got to have a drink. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to have a little drinky and we're going to record the potty, right? Because we got to power through. I don't, I don't want you guys to get it too late. So I didn't want to record it tomorrow, <clears throat> but boy, oh boy, do I have a story for you guys. You know, when something weird happens, you can't get over it. The weirdest thing that's ever happened, happened last night. Okay. Ashley's at the show. We're in the green room. We're like in the backstage area. And the two people that are back there are the, the hosts and the feature of the show. So it's this girl, Emily, and a guy named Will. I've never met them before. They're super sweet, super lovely. I love them. But 
Will was leaving. It was after the second show and Will said, bye everybody. Like I'm, I'm going to head out. And Emily said, Will, I can't wait for your birthday show. So I said, I was like, wait, 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 when's your birthday? And he said, November 18th. So I said, that's my birthday. So I'm freaking out because I never meet anybody with the same birthday as me, right? And what are the odds that are happening? There's four of us in this room. Me and Will have the same birthday. I mean, that's crazy. So we start talking about nobody really has the same birthday as us, except for like a, a few people like that are in the public eye, whatever, like Chloe's, um, Chloe Savigny or what is her last name? Chloe Savigny? Chloe Savigny. Okay. And we're talking about that. And then Ashley and Emily both start talking about who they share the same birthday with, right? Ashley go, Emily says, I have the same birthday as Robert De Niro. And Ashley's like, oh, I'm going to look up who my birthday is shared with. And Ashley goes, oh, I, I have the same birthday as Robert De Niro, Donnie Wahlberg and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting there and I'm listening to them. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird. Robert De Niro has two different birthdays, right? Because I'm a fucking idiot. And Will goes, wait a minute, when's your birthday? And they both said August 17th. So both of the, so there's four people in a room. Let me, let's crunch the numbers here. There's four people in a room, two birthdays. That's insane. I'm not like a math person. I need somebody to crunch the numbers and tell me what the odds of that happening are. Like the whole night last night after we went back to the hotel, we were like, I can't believe that happened. That is so freaking weird. And the second we woke up this morning, I said, girl, I'm still thinking about the birthday thing. She's like, I literally woke up thinking about it. We talked about it for hours. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I need somebody to tell me how rare that actually is. But anyway, I met a lot of the girlies out. Um, Shout out to my my girlies. There was a girl, a girl group. And I know when I say that it's you're envisioning like Fifth Harmony, but picture better than Fifth Harmony. Okay. There was a group of girlies that stayed after the second show last night in Portsmouth. They were from Pittsburgh. They were so freaking cute. They were the cutest little sweetie baby cuties I've ever seen in my gosh darn life. Okay, and one of them wore a special shirt for me. She wore a shirt with cat astronauts on it and the back was their butts. And it was the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I just loved them so much. And me and, me and Ashley talked about them last night too. We were like, how cute were those little, that little group of little baby girly cuties? So anywho, I love meeting you guys and you know it. Um, but they were just like cracking me up. They were so damn cute. So it was really fun. That was uh, Friday and Saturday of this weekend. And the next weekend, I'm going to be at Zany's in Chicago. It'll be really fun. And that's my birthday. It's my birthday weekend. You guys, I'm, I'm turning 32. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? What a time. What a time. Uh, all right, let's get to these emails. You guys sent in a bunch of emails to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. You can always send them in. If I don't get them, bump them up. Sometimes these things get lost in the mix. You know about the mix. They slip through the cracks. You know about the cracks. Okay. I'm, I'm currently, by the way, um, re, uh, I'm detoxing from Love is Blind. And I'm so glad it's over because this was the worst season yet, I think even though Alexa's dad is the hottest man I've ever seen in my life. I want that man on a catalog of sorts. I want a calendar of that man for Christmas. Okay. So I need some other garbage reality show to watch. Let's see. This um, one says, this email says, 
So embarrassing. Mini pinstripe vest and an FMK. Okay. We love to see it. Hi, Garly. And the sweet baby princess. <laughs> Wait, not Garly. Stop. I'm obsessed with you and you make me laugh so much. Oh, thank you so much. I love your style and you're so pretty. Oh my God. I love this email so much. Thanks so much, girly. I look forward to the pod every week and my husband likes it too. Ooh, he's a keeper. Uh, the other night I had a dream about you. Is that embarrassing? <laughs> no, it's not embarrassing. In the dream, I met you and I was so excited. You always comment on how cute your fans are. Oh my God. Wait, I promise you I didn't. <laughs> I didn't know that this email was going to say this. It sounds like I did it on purpose. I promise you I didn't. <laughs> but I really am always talking about how cute you guys are. She said, but in my dream, you made me feel so insecure. Oh my God. You kept looking me up and down, but not telling me that my outfit was cute. <laughs> Girl, I would never do that to you. And no matter what I said, you wouldn't laugh until I started impersonating you. And then you laughed. Oh my God. Wait, no, I hate this. And anyway, that's the dream. That's all. I have a question, but I have an FMK and I don't have a question, but I have an FMK and two embarrassing things. Um, three, if you include me dreaming about you. <laughs> then she goes, dot, dot, dot. not me dreaming about you. Why is it so embarrassing pulling into a car wash? Just looking at the person while they tell you to go a little bit to the left, then a little to the right, et cetera. It feels like I'm not doing what they want. <laughs> that is embarrassing. But how fun is a car wash? I wish I had a car so I could go get it washed. Ah, uh, that's, it's honestly so much fun when they let you sit in the thing. And then the, and then the big, the big sponges dance around. That's pretty sick. Like that's cool as hell. What a fun time. And then she says, also, here's an embarrassing picture of me hanging at my mom's wearing a little pinstripe vest for my high school senior picture. Let me see. Oh, how cute were you? <clears throat> No, not that. See, we all had the same vest. I girl, I had the same vest. We wore an actual magician's vest for years, right? We were dressing like cocktail servers at a, you know, at a catering hall for many years, like early 2000s, mid 2000s, even like we were business casual. We were business casual at the club everywhere we went. Today, when we were thrifting, um, we stopped at a couple of thrift stores on the way home and we kept picking stuff out. And we were like, if it was 2006, I would wear the shit out of this. And it would be like a, a turtleneck poncho with sequins on it. Okay. We were having so much fun doing that. I'm like, the way this, like, I wore this outfit with leggings for three years straight when I was a hairdresser on Long Island. Okay. And don't ever get a twist it. <laughs> but girl, I'm so sorry that you had this dream about me. Like, are you mad at me? I have a question. Are you mad at me? Because that's actually so sad. The fact that I didn't say how cute you are. No. Stop. I honestly want to cry about that. I will never do that to you. I would never do that to you. All right, let's see. This next one says, he blocked me. What a loser. Please read. Okay, I would gladly read. I can't wait to read it. Hi, Carly and the Pussycats. First of all, thank you so much for this podcast. It's so comforting. It makes me feel less alone. I wanted to write about something that happened that made me feel some type of way. Apologies in advance for the long email. I'm going to try and summarize the whole relationship in a few as few words as possible. Just last week, I noticed my ex had blocked me on Instagram out of nowhere. He was my first love, my first relationship, first time, and yeah, pretty much first everything. We both still cared very much about each other and agreed to be amicable. So this came as a surprise. He has a girlfriend. I'm going to read the rest of the email, but I'm going to tell you what it is right now. He has a girlfriend. She's mad. She's mad because she knows he loves you. 
Okay. But I digress. Last summer, July, 2021, my ex decided that we would take a quote unquote break. He struggles with mental health issues and fell into a depression while we were together. He had been badly depressed a couple of years before we met and attempted to take his own life. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. He never stuck with a therapist or wanted any medication. So when he got depressed during our relationship, we both knew that he needed professional help this time. We went back and forth discussing if we should break up, if he sorts out his mental health issues because he was truly not in a place to be in a relationship. He was barely even functioning. Feeling like he was falling, failing me as a boyfriend made him feel worse. Each time we would both end up in tears and we would call off the break. We really were best friends, inseparable from the day we started talking and did not want to say goodbye to each other. I was his longest relationship and his healthiest relationship. I was such a good girlfriend and I really adored him. Even his mother would comment on how I was such a positive force in his life. He told me that I really did save him. Eventually, we decided it was best for us to take a break. He told me that he would be back and I believed him 1000%. He we just didn't fit into each other's lives and I truly felt like there was more for us. Okay. He went through eight months of therapy during this time. We would catch up often, but not constant communication. I never wanted to press him about getting back together. I wanted to give him space. It was always nice. And we would say, I love you at the end of each conversation. I'm not sure where we actually, he actually stopped loving me because he never had the balls to say it. Fast forward to April, 2022. He was in such a better place through my snooping. I catch wind that he is dating someone. Okay. I told you. Okay. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I knew this was, I knew this was going to freaking happen. It's tech. It's textbook. I was totally gutted. Like, seriously, you just weren't going to say anything. I foolishly had been loyal to him this whole time. I was so sad and I was worried sick about him. I paid no mind to other guys. I only wanted him to get better and for us to pick up where we left off as promised. When we spoke this time, I felt like I was talking to a stranger. He told me he needed to move on and that he wasn't my type and that he was a narcissist and overall a shitty person. And of course that I quote unquote deserve better. (sighs) Gets me every time. I felt so stupid for waiting around for him. I was naive and I was in love for the first time. And I definitely learned my lesson after a long emotional conversation. We left things on a positive note. He apologized for hurting me, but I never responded to that last text. It killed me because I saw the good in him. I knew he could be better. He just didn't want me anymore. He was treating this new girl the way he used to treat me. Well, anyway, their relationship was very short-lived. After only a couple months, she did him dirty and left him for somebody else, leaving him devastated. Karma's a bitch, I guess. I know he felt stupid that he rejected me for somebody that played him, but I know he's too prideful to admit that he fucked up. We didn't have much contact after that. He reached out in June to wish me happy birthday. And then again in July, he DM'd me to tell me that I looked good. Uh huh. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know. I got the skincare going on. I have cute. I have a cute little outfit on. I love when guys like DM you. Like I, I love when guys like respond to an Instagram story and they're like, "You look good." I'm like, I literally posted this so that you would say that. <laughs> like I literally put this outfit on, and took this picture when I was on my way to go out with my girlies and posted it so that you would fucking say that. Okay. And it's like, yeah, no, I get it. You think I'm going to post myself looking like a damn muskrat on the, on the IG, which honestly that's 95% of my page, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So she says, 
after I posted myself on vacation in Italy, looking sexy and teeny tiny in a little teeny tiny bikini, but I never reached out or initiated anything. I shouldn't. I'm not the one who ruined the relationship. A pain of breakup slowly subsided. And it was nice to see him in my feed every now and then because I still care about him and have love for him. After typing all of this, I really feel silly. Am I stupid for feeling sad that he blocked me? It just feels so final. My profile is private, so he can't even creep if he wanted to. And it's just like, damn, you really don't even care to see me anymore. No, that's not it. Now we really are strangers. I know we really weren't friends anyway, because he follows hundreds of random girls that he doesn't even know or ever met. So why is it me getting blocked? I still have an attachment to him because he was my first love and still only the guy that I've ever slept with. I went on a couple dates this summer, but nothing stuck. I hate that I want to know why he did it. I'm going to tell you exactly why he did it once I'm done with this damn email. I just creeped on his Twitter for the first time in months and saw that he's having a tough year. He's not dating anyone either. Why would he block me? I genuinely thought we could be adults and that this would be cool. We were a huge part of each other's lives, and I only ever showed him unconditional love, even wanting to stay and support him through his depression. For context, I'm 24 and he's 23. I hate that I feel stuck on him. What are your thoughts on this? Any advice is much appreciated. Thank you so much for reading. XOXO, kisses to you and the kitties. Oh, thank you so much. So... Your answer is right here in your email. First of all, don't feel, do not feel silly for feeling this way. It's totally understandable that you would feel like this is, it makes it feel more final, right? It makes it feel like, okay, he doesn't want to even see me anymore. And that's really not what it is. I personally think like, to me, you want to know what I think to me? I'm like, if somebody blocks me, I'm like, wow, you really are obsessed with me. Maybe I'm delusional. But it's like, if I get blocked, I'm like, wow, you really, it's not that you hate me. It's like, you can't even see me without feeling something. (laughs) Like, I swear to God, it is really the biggest compliment. I'm like, I bother you that much, but I don't think you bother him. I think the fact that he knows that he blew it with somebody that really, really loved him, right? And he did the stupid thing that sometimes people do that we've all, we all do at some point in our lives where we let go of a person that is really good for us. That is really positive for us. And we're in a good place with, for somebody that isn't even like, can't even hold a candle to them. Right. We've all done it before in our lives and and it's been done to us too. So I think that he's looking at your pictures of you looking beautiful and gorgeous in your little teeny tiny bikini on the Amalfi Gosh Darn Coast. And how is he feeling? He's saying, I should be out there drinking Aperol Spritz with my girly. And yet here I am. So I think that's what it is. I think it's actually, and maybe I'm delusional for saying this. Okay. I think it's like, he sees what he lost every time he sees you. And I think that maybe you may have this like thing to him. And like, listen, we all have people in our lives that like we still love, right? And I think that you guys still both love each other a lot. But I think maybe you had this little thought of like, maybe you guys will get back together. Maybe timing will work out, which it still might. Maybe it will. You guys are both young. Like who knows where you're going to be in a couple years, in five years, in 10 years, whatever it is, like people find their, find their way back to each other sometimes. And when the time is right. So I think that might be it, but I definitely do not think that he blocked you because he just like, doesn't want to look at you. He blocked you because every time he sees you, he's like, I, I, I'm, I'm upset. 
that I didn't marry my girly. Okay. But again, you guys are both young. You got plenty of time to figure things out. In the meantime, I would say, keep going on dates. I know, I know, trust me, trust me. I know nobody wants to be going on dates. First of all, it's too fucking chilly, but we're going to do what we're going to do. I would keep going on dates when you feel ready, when you feel like that's something that you're interested in and want to explore. And you'll, you, so much time will go by that this will be less fresh and this will hurt less. Right. I'm not saying like, oh, immediately get into another relationship and then you won't think about him anymore. Cause that never is the way it fucking works out. Okay. But when it feels right, you'll meet somebody and it'll just be easy. Right. Cause sometimes relationships really are just like, if you're with the right person, it should just feel easy. It should just feel like this fits. Shouldn't be too much work. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm just like every, anytime I've been blocked, I'm like, wow, you really like this guy wants to marry me. <laughs> like anytime I see somebody that I dated, like get married, I'm like, wow, it's because I wasn't available. <laughs> it's fun living in my head. I'll tell you that much right now. Cause I really am damn delusional. Um, okay. This next one says embarrassing things. And it just says, why is it so embarrassing to put on chapstick? <laughs> why is it so embarrassing to put on chapstick in front of other people? Is it just me? No, it is embarrassing. I dated this guy who was like, so, like he would have the most chapped fucking lips. And I'm like, please put chapstick on. And he would be like, no, I'm not going to put lipstick on. I'm like, first of all, you're so like insane that you would even think that it's lipstick. You know, I'm not putting lipstick on. Then it looks like I'm wearing lip gloss. I'm like, relax. Macho man. What are you, a macho man? Get the hell out of here. But it is embarrassing. And, and sometimes I really make it super weird. And I'll have like a Vaseline, like a vat of Vaseline in my purse. And I'll just put, I'll just put it on. Like I'll put my finger in it and then I'll put it on my lips. It's exclusively for the lips. But I'll do that. Like when I'm cracked and chapped, you know what's going down with the Vaseline. It is embarrassing though, but seeing somebody put Vaseline on, I feel like it's, it's, it's almost like borderline disturbing. Um, <laughs> let's see. This one says encouragement for the girlies. Hey Carly, I wanted to share some love, hope, and encouragement for my girls that have had toxic friend breakups. I had the best friend from second grade um, to my second year of college. Let's call her Lily. Lily was in a toxic romantic relationship. I started to notice small things at first and then things got progressively worse. I was open to her and let her know that this wasn't healthy. She then let her boyfriend know the concerns that I had and his solution was for us to end our friendship <clears throat> completely. With his influence, she changed her number, mailed me the concert tickets we have gotten together and ended decades long friendship. Okay, first of all, mailing something is insane. That's so insane. Like, don't even set, don't mail me. What are you freaking, what are you, Con Edison? Who mails anything? If you're not my mom sending me a Christmas card or Con Edison or Verizon Fios, please do not mail me anything. I'm not, I never even check my fucking mailbox. Robert, why do you got the Zoomies, buddy? Would you have some of my Frizzanti? Seems like Robert had some Frizzanti. Okay, so this this girl mails her contact uh, mails her concert tickets like it, it's the fucking eighteen hundreds, right? 
To say I was devastated is an understatement. He married her one month later and she would not speak to me. Fast forward 15 years later, she reaches out to me to apologize. 15 years. I accept her apology and we decided to, hold on, I gotta let Robert out of my bedroom because he is just acting so gosh darn crazy. Hold on. Okay, I just had to, I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. I just had to open my bedroom door. I'm recording this in my bedroom and Robert was bugging out. And then I opened my door and he didn't even want to leave. He was just sitting in here and he had the zoomies. I'm like, what the hell's going on in here? Okay. So she says, I accept her apology. And we decided to hang out by this time. She has three kids and has been married for 15 years. I went to her house. Her husband was not there. We laughed and had a great time together, but here's the catch. I got in my car and knew exactly why our friendship ended. Carly, it was never going to last. She became the complete opposite of who I am today. She was content with our small town and I was never going to be that girl. We both grew, but in two very different ways. I love her. I always will, but our friendship was never going to stand the test of time. It became a gift that it ended just like it did. If you're heartbroken over a lost friendship, please hear from an older friend that it will very well maybe have been for the best. Um, maybe you will reconnect with the friends year later and find out that it was for the best. If it was going to take me losing Lily to find friends and be the friend that I am today, I would do it all over the hurt and all have peace and the rest will just really work out all my love. Your secret keeper. Oh, that's so sweet. Honestly, that's such a positive thing. I feel like we've been getting emails a, a kind of a lot, right? The last few episodes about like friend breakups and it is nice to hear, to hear from somebody from the other side of it. And I mean, 15 years and 15 years, not really having an ending to it. And this happening right before she got married. So you weren't involved in the wedding. And this is like your childhood friend. I mean, that must have really, really been devastating. <clears throat> but you're right. These things happen for a reason. And, and people grow apart and people continue to grow. And this doesn't mean she's a bad person. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just was not meant to be a forever thing. And that's okay, right? I always say that. Some people aren't meant to be a forever thing, right? Otherwise, I'd still be with that guy I dated in high school that had a glass eye. I'm sorry, I just took a sip of my croissant tea. Do you guys remember the story about I dated a guy with a glass eye? I love that. I love that guy so fucking much. I wonder what he's up to. I wonder what that guy's up to. My mom will remember the next time my mom's on Secret Keepers Club, I'm gonna have her tell the story. Because I I was dating this guy with a glass eye. He we got into two car accidents like in a month. My mom was like, You're not allowed in the car with him anymore. I was like 16 years old, but I loved him. He wore skinny jeans. He wore the skinniest skinny jeans you could ever like. And I was like, he is so skinny. Like he was vegan. He was like straight edge vegan. He played the drums. I was like, I love him. <laughs> but anyhow. <clears throat> okay, you guys, just a quick word from our sponsors over at Osea. Finding a skincare routine that works used to be hard, but now there is Osea. Osea products are clinically proven to work and they are climate neutral certified. So they make amazing gifts for everyone on your list. You guys know I love Osea. I really, really mean that. I'm like going to be a lifelong customer of this brand. Their stuff is so luxurious. It feels so nice. It smells so fresh. It's not oily. It's not tacky. It just 
looks so glowy and, and really, really is such beautiful stuff. Osea's bestseller mini kit is a six piece set of luxurious skincare and body care favorites in a convenient and adorable travel size for a complete glow up from head to toe. Get their Ocean Cleanser, Hyaluronic Sea Serum, Seabiotic Water Cream, and three best-selling body moisturizers all packaged in a beautiful box that is so easy to gift wrap. For a gift that will impress, check out Osea's Best Sellers Mini Collection. Right now, my listeners will get 10% off your first order with promo code SECRET at oseamalibu.com. You'll even get free samples with every order. We love free samples in this house. And orders over $50 get free shipping. That's 10% off at OSEA. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com. Promo code secret. She says, am I a free? Okay, this next one says, am I a freaking clown or? Hello, girly pops. I am currently feeling like a freaking clown and I need your and the girlies advice. So I recently quote unquote broke up with my boyfriend because he moved back home to Pittsburgh. I'm in Philly, but we both reconnected after about two months after he left because we just missed each other and want to ultimately be together. Um, he plans to finish his degree and move out West after he graduates. He recently asked me to move across country with him because he's in love with me and is constantly thinking of me and wishing that we were together. Basically he told me everything I wanted to hear. And I was so happy. I'm so in love with him and picture myself being with him for a long time. He's the sweetest person I've ever met. Not perfect. Of course, but you know, I love the guy. What can I say? At the end of the same conversation, he in which he asked me to move in with him. I found out he slept with other people while we've been apart. Fine. He says that he wants to continue hooking up with other people until we can physically be together. Um, not fine. Literally, it's only been two months since we separated. So basically, he's expecting me to uproot my entire life for him while he's dick deep in other girls. Excuse me. I basically hung up on him and don't even know what to do. I haven't slept with anybody since he left because honestly, I swipe on Bumble, I scroll on Instagram and see people that I could be sleeping with and I just don't want to because they're not him. I miss him and I've been heartbroken without him. I don't know what to do but this is just a feeling of a last straw territory because I've been disappointed with the way he's handled us being apart. He hasn't been communicative and it's like pulling teeth to get him to be realistic about stuff regarding us being together slash the move, etc. I'm just bummed because when we were together physically, everything was really great and I was so genuinely happy. Any help or insight is appreciated. Love you, girly. Thank you so much for bringing literal freaking tears to my eyes from laughter every single week. Oh, thank you so much. Um, attached are pictures of my boyfriend and I, and more importantly, my cat and my daughter, uh, my cat, <laughs> my godson in parentheses, cat and daughter in parentheses, dog. So the cat is the cutest damn thing I ever did see in my freaking life. He is gray and cute as hell. And then we have this dog that is white and looks like a wolf. And I love him as well. And then we have you and the boy fee. Okay. So I just feel in situations like this, like this is so complicated, right? Like this is just, there's so many nuances to this situation. You both live apart. He hasn't been communicative while you guys have been separate. He loves you so much that he wants you to move, pick up and move there. But at the same time, until you get there, he's going to be, he, he wants to be banging other girls. Okay. And, that, and that's really where the problem lies, right? Because I don't know what I would do. I would say, why don't you just, yeah, no, I don't think that's going to work for me. 
But again, if you guys didn't have this conversation of exclusivity while you were separate, he's allowed to go be and be with whoever he wants and do whatever he wants. But if you are saying, let's take this relationship to the next level, I'm going to move out to you. I'm going to pack up my shit. Okay. All my little shoes, all my little purses and all my little pairs of jeans and my sweaters. I'm going to pack all that up and get my cats in a carrier, probably lose an eye in the process of that. And I'm going to go, I'm going to, sorry, do you hear Robert meowing? And I'm going to go move to you. And until I get there, you could go do whatever you want. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're not comfortable with that, you're not comfortable with it. And I wouldn't be okay. There's nothing wrong with it. People have different boundaries. Some people might say, yeah, have fun till I get there, whatever. Go do whatever you got to do until I get there. Get out of your system. But I'm not, uh, that person's not me. I'm going to tell you that much right now. I'm going to tell you that much right now. One thing about me, that's not me. So I think you have to be realistic of where, of what you want this relationship to be. You guys, you need to make sure that you guys are both on the same page with that. What's going to happen when you move there? Are you guys going to date for a couple months? Like, are you guys together when you move there? Is that like when you step foot in fucking Pittsburgh, you are now in a relationship, right? And you're enchanted. How long are you going to be together before you move in together? What what does he see in your future? Do you want to get married? Do you want to have kids? These are things that that are important to have in a conversation when you're dating somebody like in a serious way, but especially if you're moving for somebody, girl, you got to make sure that you're both on the same page before you move. I'm telling you, you don't want to move somewhere and then have it be like, what the fuck? This is not what I thought it was going to be, right? Because people are also so, it's so easy to promise someone something when they're not right in front of you. You're like, oh yeah, no, cool. Yeah, just move here. It's cool. And you don't know. Girl, I, I, again, he could be doing whatever he wants to be doing, but first of all, one, like one other thing, like, I don't want to know if you're hooking, like, if we haven't had the conversation of we're exclusive, I'm assuming that you're hooking up with people in the first place, right? I'm just like realistic. I'm assuming that, but I don't need to ever know the details about it. And sometimes men will really just be like, you know, I hooked up with this girl. I met at a bar. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't ask for that. You know, by the way, sorry. Now Robert's trying to get into my damn bedroom and he's meowing and he's mewing. Um, all right, let's see. Let's see. Let's, you have to keep us posted on that. I need to know what ends up happening with you guys. Okay, let's get to this next one. (laughs) This one says, cheerio. Carly, please, please tell me that you'll be doing a show while here in foggy London town. I will not be doing a show in foggy London town. I will be here with my husband and my two girls for the week of Thanksgiving. And the only thing that would make it better is just seeing you do your thing across the pond. I can almost hear you reading this in your British accent vibes. We live in NYC as well, by the way. Uh, just wanted to say that you cracked me up and you're like a little sister that I never had. FYI, I do have one, but you know what I mean? <laughs> if you ever need a quote unquote elder exennial 
to give big sister style opinion, i.e. friend breakup, marrying your ex, having kids later on in the game, etc. I've been through it all. I'm your girl, including pics of my girls from Halloween because I don't have pets and kids are just as fun to dress up at an FMK for red flags of potential suitors. Ooh, okay, hold on. Hold on. I'm going to screen. I'm going to uh, copy this. Fuck, Mary Kill. Um, by the way, guys, if you hear meowing in the background, I can't get a damn. My cats missed me so much while I was gone that they're like meowing. They're going crazy. Okay. So I keep having to pause it and come back. And I'm like, I don't even know at this point how many times I pause the damn podcast because of the meows, the meows in the mix, the meow mix. Um, okay. This one says, girly from Denver with a Yorkie. Uh, she says, oh, Wait, this says you don't have to read it on the podcast, but you could just email her or you can read it. But hi, I was hoping you could connect me with the girly from Denver with the Yorkie who feels irrelevant because she has no babies. I live in Denver too, and I am almost 30 and most of my friends are in relationships or have kids and I have a tiny dog and I'm babysitting my grandma's Yorkie for the month of December. I want to be her friend. Okay, so if you're the if you're the girly that emailed last week about um, your friends are all being, your friends are all in relationships. Your friends are all married and they have kids. Um, and you live in Denver. I, I can, I don't know if I can find the email right now, email me and I'll, and I'll hook you guys up. I'll hook up my girlies. This says men's playing instruments for you, hot or not. Hi, Carly and the kittens. I was on a date with a guy the other day and tell me why this guy starts playing it, <laughs> playing an instrument if a guy plays an instrument for you, is it so awkward, but hot, LOL. Like on paper, a guy playing the guitar for you is such a panty dropper, but in person, there's such an awkward tension around it. Like, do I bob my head? Oh no, even the thought of this makes me want to die. Do I bob my head to the beat? Do I just sit there? Do I tell him that he did a good job? It all feels so weird. Anyway, I love the potty. I'm a new listener and a new Carly Aquilino fan. Oh, thank you so much. But I'm glad to finally have found my place. Super thankful to all the girlies for being vulnerable and telling their stories that I relate to so well. I've been catching up on the podcast and have been picking up on the lingo. Not me telling the waiter, oh, well, thank you so much. Kissing you right on the lips the other day when I went out to dinner. <laughs> Ooh, maybe kiss the waiter. He'll bring you a dessert or something. <laughs> and then she says, give the cats a big old smooch for me. Oh my God. That's so funny. Somebody playing an instrument for you. Here's the thing. I've dated people that play instruments and it's like, it can be like very cool and chill, but it has to be very cool and chill. It can't be like, I'm going to perform my song for you, lady. Like, it can't be like, sit down, I'm going to play, have you ever heard of Oasis? It can't be that. It has to be like, you're both chilling, you're laying down, like you're laying on the couch, he's like up, he's just like, boom, 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 like he's like jamming. It can't be like, this is my performance. Like, you have to kind of just be like very chill and lackadaisical about it too. Like, oh yeah, you're playing, you're playing the guitar, cool. Like, see if I fucking care. Like you can't be like, uh, you can't be like, like fangirling while he's playing guitar. It's just too weird. It's too weird. But I've, I've definitely dated both types where guys like, you want, you want me to play a song for you? And I'm like, I'm actually all set. They're like, you like ace of bass. I'm like, what? Not ace of bass. But if it's chill, then it's very cool and sexy and fun. 
Right. But you can't just be, I also once dated a guy that like for, was for some reason under the impression that he was an amazing singer and he would sing regularly. And I was like, this is actually, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare for me. Hearing somebody that can't sing that thinks they can like belt it out on a regular basis is wild. He would sing in the morning. He would be singing at 9 a.m. He's singing. What? I mean, where do I even find these freaks half the time? (laughs) This one says advice for the girly wanting to love Brooklyn. I'm an idiot and I moved to Bushwick from Manhattan for a guy, but we ended up breaking up literally one month later. We were not living together. And I can't tell you how much I hated Brooklyn those first few weeks after the breakup. I started exploring Williamsburg and have found such an appreciation for it here. I legit just pretend I live in Williamsburg and spend a lot of my free time there. And now I'm committed to, uh, now I'm in a committed relationship with the L train and loving Brooklyn more than ever. There is hope. So that is in response to a girl who wrote in last week saying she just moved to Brooklyn and she didn't know how to love it. She just was not really adjusting well after moving to the city. And I get it. I get it. Moving from the city. And I get it. I think there's just an adjustment. It's a different vibe in Brooklyn for sure. But I mean, Williamsburg is so beautiful. That's a great place. That's a great example. Like go chill there, go chill there, go chill in Williamsburg. There is water, there is restaurants, there is bars. Everyone that lives there is for some reason gorgeous. Like, I don't know what it is. Every time I'm walking around Williamsburg, I'm like, where did all these hot people come from? Like, would you guys take a boat here and you just... You just started renting out the apartment buildings and you know, they're rich too. I just feel like they're just like a bunch of rich, hot people going on over there, which is kind of nice. I'm happy for them that they all found each other and they found a place they could all live together. It's like a community of hot, rich people. There's a Whole Foods, really anywhere there's a Whole Foods, there's going to be hot people. I don't know what it is about that damn store. All the hot people love it there. I never shop there. I don't feel safe in a Whole Foods. Like I need Trader Joe's or I need like, I need like, what, what, what would be my other even favorite store? Like, I, I don't mind, a, I don't mind a key food and I don't care if you're going to, if you're going to burn me at the stake for saying that I really don't mind a key food. I don't mind a shop, right? <laughs> shop, right? Are you kidding me? Yum. And then I, I grew up going to wall bounds, which I don't even think is a thing anymore. And I think that may have just been like a suburban, like maybe like a New York thing. I don't know, but we had wall bounds. My brother worked at wall bounds when I was little. He was a cart guy. He would like pick up, he would get all the shopping carts and stuff. And then it turned into King Cullen. So that was like the, tra- the, the transition. It went from wall bounds to King Cullen. And my mom's like, I really, I just remember my mom talking about how it switched from wall bounds to King Cullen for literally fucking three years. She talked about it every single day. She was like, I, I you know, when they switched from, from- <laughs> This is like shit that like our moms cared about so much. And we just were like, what the fuck are you talking about? Why does it matter? It's food. But she would be like, she would be like, you know, when they switch everything over from Wallbaum's King Cullen, that's when everything started going crazy. I don't know where anything is anymore. I'm like, mom, it was two decades ago that they switched it over. I think you'll be, I think you'll be all right. I swear to God, she, she probably still will bring it up next time I'm around her. I'm going to, I'm going to see her on Thanksgiving next time I'm around. I'm going to be like, ma, how did you, how did you feel when they switched it over from wall bounds to King Cullen? 
Oh, I hope she doesn't listen to this because then she'll know the question is coming. I want to really get her. I want to really get her. Okay. Uh, This one says with a whole child at home. Hey girly, love you so much. And the cats too. I literally survived my breakup because of you. So I was in a relationship for six years and we lived together for two of those years. Ended up breaking up because things just came to an end. So now I'm back in the dating game since August. Traumatic if I'm being honest. Relatable. I do realize that things have changed since the last time I went on a first date with someone. So I'm prepared for the worst case scenario. Every time I saw a few guys for a couple of days and it just didn't work out, but it was obvious that I didn't want anything more from them either. Tell me why this young actor that I've been following since 2016 on Instagram decides to DM me. Okay. I live in Europe, by the way, and he plays a role in a very, in a kind of popular TV show now, but we've been mutual since 2016. So we go on a brunch date that went amazing and the vibes are immaculate and we made out in the train station. Okay. It's giving, it's giving Hallmark movie, right? This kind of sounds like a script. Like it's like you go through a breakup, you're devastated. You, this, this famous guy messages you. You guys make out in a train station. I mean, it doesn't get much more romantic than that. She says, I went home. We continued texting. We got together a few days later and he came over and one thing led to another and we slept together, but he had to leave after a few hours because he had to go shoot for the series. Nothing suspicious. Tell me why my own mom sends me a screenshot like, oh, is this the guy you're seeing now of an interview of where he talks about an active marriage and his three-year-old child. I sent him the screenshot. He read it and he never got back to me. Ooh, how do you make out with someone in the broad daylight when your wife and child are at home? Are you not scared? What on earth, babes? You want to know what? That is kind of crazy because especially if he's a person that's in the public eye, like you're just making out in a train station when you're married. Huh? That is so ballsy, but you want to know what guys like this, I will say they are, they don't care. They don't, they see themselves as like above rules and they don't care if they get caught. They kind of do it on purpose to, to like the rush of it all, like the rush of possibly getting caught is what is what they're, they're down for. Right. They're like, you know, I'll make out with you in the train station. Cause they like the, the, uh, riskiness of it. They really are a bunch of freaks. I swear to God. I really, really, I mean, nightmare, nightmare. Okay. So this one says also girl, like one thing, like I, I, I need you guys to know one thing. If you are going to give me hot piping, hot tea, you need to send me pictures. I won't show anybody else, but I personally need to see them. Okay. Let me have that. You need to send me pictures of the guy. This has happened before where a girl, do you remember the girl? You guys remember the girl. She was like, oh, I was seeing this guy that was a reality TV on a TV reality show, like a competition show. And I'm like, girl, if you don't, send me the IMDB right this fucking second. But she actually did reach out to me and she sent me the info because I said the same thing. I'm like, you can't just do that. (laughs) So, okay. This one says I might be a dummy. 
Hi, Carly. First time writer, long time listener. I live alone and both of your podcasts keep me company in the best way. Kiss you right on the lips. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for also listening to the Spotify live show. Shameless plug. It's on every Thursday at eight Eastern five Pacific. It's called confessions with Carly and the girlies have so much fun in that damn chat room. It gets crazy in the chat room. That chat room is lit. Uh, She says, okay, so I'm writing because I feel like I need to hear my story read aloud so I can determine if I'm a complete idiot or just trying to have a good time in a bad place. Back in May, my most recent and significant ex on and off for four years had reached out to me and wanted to get coffee. I said I would oblige um, after my one year anniversary of not seeing him had passed. I wanted a complete year of solitude and also celibacy. Oh, good for you. He had been working on some mental health stuff in therapy and was hoping that we can develop a friendship. We started seeing each other about once or twice a month for innocent hangouts like donuts and dog walks. He was in an open relationship at the time and nothing felt inappropriate. It felt like it was nice getting to know him intimately without the pressure of sex. I might have started sending him some nudes. Okay, you might have. Uh, It had been a long year not seeing anybody appreciate my body. I knew better than that, but I didn't do better than that. That's a good way to put it. We've, We've all done silly things. Truthfully, I felt fine about it. And because our in-person hangs were still above board and the nudes felt like a safe exchange that I was fulfilling, that was fulfilling in its own way. He recently celebrated a birthday and we spent time together at the same restaurant we've gone to for the past five birthdays. I did wonder when the heck his girlfriend, where the heck his girlfriend was, but I decided to mind my own business. Turns out he broke up with her via text. Oh, not via text. Not via text. The day after seeing her tweets about it. Oh my God. So he didn't even tell you. So he didn't even tell you. Um, So she says... Sorry, I lost my spot. She seemed blindsided by the whole occurrence. And as someone who experienced this fuckboy behavior in the past, I wasn't shocked to learn that this is how it all went down. Last year, I made him break up with me via text because I knew it was coming and I didn't feel like leaving the house for the occasion. Okay, so I saw him last night. He popped into the bar I was at and then ended up driving me home. One thing led to another. And let's just say my celibacy streak ended in his truck. It was fun and it was hot, but I feel kind of indifferent about it. The problem I'm having is that he recently told me that I'm the love of his life and kept asking me if I love him while we were doing the deed. Interesting. It's kind of a yes, but situation. I love him, but I do feel aware that his past wrongdoings um, really fall into the pattern again. In fact, I don't want to be in that pattern at all. I'm finally seeing him as a fuck boy and I'm leaning towards treating him like one. Good for you. That's what you should do. But now he's claiming this whole love of my life business. I think that we both need to have a clarifying conversation about it um, and make sure that we're on the same page. Is it possible to casually bone an ex and have that be the extent of things? Am I a home wrecker for rekindling a relationship with him, even though I knew he had a girlfriend and he was slowly pushing away the second we were back in touch? something I have no proof of, but I just got a gut feeling about it. I just want to have some fun with someone I know is a fun time. In parentheses, 
For background, I am a 35-year-old queer Black woman in a small city where all the men are married or 25, 30-something in grad school, and the lesbians are a little homely for my taste. My ex is 40 and has a history of mental instability um, that he's in therapy working on. I'm putting all my egg in that basket, though. Oh, and I didn't choose to be celibate. It sort of just happened to me. I just love to jump on a new horse in our time apart. I would have loved to jump on a new horse in our time apart. Okay. <clears throat> and then she says, here's a picture of my extremely cute dog. Oh, the dog is so cute. Okay. So this is a sticky situation. I think that if you are truly not having romantic feelings for this person, then yes, there can be a way that you can be disconnected emotionally and still hook up with an ex, but it gets very messy because I think in situations like this, one person ends up getting more hurt than the other one. Like, I would say if you were both in a space where you were like, hey, we're friends, let's hook up and it'll just be a fun thing that we do. I think that that would be more understandable. But if you are feeling like, oh, he's a fuck boy, whatever, which I totally get where you're coming from, but he's like, you're the love of my life. That's where it's like the balance is off, right? And then someone's going to end up getting more hurt because I've also been in situations, right, where you think it's like, oh, it's all good. We're fine. It's okay. Like we could do this. We're adults, right? You always think that like, oh yeah, we're adults. And then when push comes to shove, I'm like, yeah, I'm in love with him. <laughs> so it's just hard. It's just hard. But I think honestly, who knows if he's like, it's so hard because like sometimes people want the thing that they can't have. And then when they have it, they want another thing. And that's kind of how I feel about it. It is a fuckboy energy. It's like a fuckboy situation. He's with this girl, but he, is, he was feeling you. So he wants to be with you. And now he's not with the girl anymore. And you're the love of his life. And it's just this whole like big mess, right? So I think honestly, if you feel like you are not like feeling love for him in that way, like romantic, true love, and you just want to be like, hey, let's have fun it is what it is, then that's okay. As long as you're safe and feel good and, and happy about it. You know, I, I don't want anybody ever doing something that like makes them feel icky or confused afterwards. So if you feel good and content afterwards, which it seems like you do, you're like, yeah, it was fun. And it was hot. I think that's okay. Either way, I'm not judging you whichever way you want to go, but I just like, sometimes we can see things like, and it, and it happens so often where you think like, okay, it's all good, but then someone ends up getting hurt and you never, you never want to get hurt and you never really want to hurt anybody else in the process. But I think you're right. You just have to have the conversation with him about it. A realistic conversation. That's not like, like during sex too. Cause that's always an interesting time to have a combo. I've been there <laughs> and it's like, can we talk about this later? I'm, I'm feeling a little, first of all, naked. I'm feeling a little naked. I don't know if I want to really speak up for myself right now. <laughs> so I get it. I think sit down with him, have a talk. You guys know each other well. You were on and off for four years. So I, I think that um, you can have an adult conversation about it and, and just see where his head is at. You know? 
Um, let's do the Fog Mary kill that we got from one of the girlies that was a, um, she said it was, a, how did she describe it earlier in the, in the episode? She described it as like a red flags in dating, right? So fuck, Mary kill still lives with his mother, no bed frame in parentheses mattress on the floor or owns more than one performance fleece vest. Interesting. <laughs> Not the performance fleece from old Navy. Wow. Those really are everything. Um, you got to marry performance fleece because at least performance fleece he's working. He's got some type of a job. He probably works in finance or tech or something. You know, we might not understand what he does, but he does it, whatever he's doing, because you don't just wake up in the morning and put on a performance fleece and then not go to work. Right. No one's staying at home all day, just wearing a performance fleece. Like you're doing it as a flex. Like my friend works in finance and she's always like, oh my God, like the guys that I work with all wear the same, like, it's like a, it's like a vest, like a, that like Navy blue quilted vest. I don't know what brand it is or whatever, but it's like a thing. They all wear it. I'm like, oh my God, it's so funny. That's like their uniform, but I think I'm going to marry performance fleece, right? Um, I'm going to kill. Wow. Who would I rather fuck? Somebody that doesn't have a bed frame or somebody that lives with his mom. This is impossible. Cause I'm 30, I'm about to be 32 years old. A no bed frame. Come on. Do you kill the guy that doesn't have a bed frame? Cause at least if he lives with his mom, he's got a bed frame, right? He's probably got trophies hanging in his room and X, Y, and Z as well. So it's, it's, it's a toss up really. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to kill no bed frame. I got to kill no bed frame. Maybe it is because I'm having PTSD from, from Cole from love is blind. I gotta, I gotta. And then I guess you're like fucking the guy. Eh, he lives with his mom. Eh, you're not marrying him. That's his mom's problem. <laughs> oh my goodness. You guys are too great. Well, next week I will be, let's see. So next Monday, oh no, I'll be home. I'll be home. I won't be in London yet. I won't be in London, babes. Right, Robert? Yeah, when the whole episode babes. Didn't think that was very nice. Yeah, don't roll over. Um, all right. I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, you can tune in on Thursdays at eight Eastern five Pacific for the Spotify live chat. It's called confessions with Carly. It is so much fun and we will see you next week. Bye.